Coming up next on the Jeff Crilly Show, you're going to meet the co-CEO of Halftime, an organization that helps leaders live out their calling. His journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I reached the halftime of my career about 15 years ago when I started this PR firm. I, I had uh, reached the top of the little mountain I was climbing or hill called Local TV News. And I looked around and I said, is this all there is? And thank goodness that I left the news business because I've never been happier. Somebody who knows something about halftime is my next guest, Tom McGee. He is the co-CEO of Halftime. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, I want to point out that you have the voice of God. In <laughs> all those years of TV news, I would have killed for your voice. Uh, but I want people to get to know you. Um, tell us more about Halftime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had people say I have a good voice. They also say I have a face for radio. So <laughs> that kind of plays out, you know. But uh, you mentioned Halftime and coming to your Halftime. I think that's a great point that uh, Halftime started about 20 plus years ago when a guy named Bob Buford wrote the book Halftime. And he had sold his cable television company and had been very successful. And the tagline on the book was he wanted to move from being successful to being significant. Back when he wrote it back then, it just, it captured a lot of, of people's hearts. People that, that had done really well in business, done well in the marketplace, but weren't fulfilled. And were trying to think what's next or what do they want to do? That, that, that kind of moniker of success to significance doesn't really play as much today. I think more people, today, much more people are looking for um, sort of a significant success. Yes. How can I do both? What can I do? And we're trying to adapt and take all the lessons we've learned over 20 years and figure out how we can help people do that. Sure. So, so I tend to talk about halftime, uh, not as much as a stage of life, but now really is just a pause you take and say, if I keep doing what I'm doing, am I going to end up where I want to be? Mm. And kind of like you, right? We, we, talk, we get a lot of leaders in who say they've got, they can't put a word on it, but there's something we describe as sort of a smoldering discontent. Yes. You know, I'm happy, I'm doing well, things are working, but I just feel like there's more or something else yes. or something I'm missing. And th those, are, those are the people we attract and then try to work with to help them get really clear on who they are, get free from what's holding them back, and then get going to what God really has for them to do. Absolutely. We're going to pull up your website. And as we scroll down the website, you already mentioned God. This is a faith-based organization. Talk about why that's important to you. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. We, we, uh, we are faith-based. Uh, the majority of our clients are Christians, but not all. And even though they would say they are, they are Christian, they are all over the map. They're from every denomination, and they're all over the map on their personal faith journey. Some are very devoted. Some have very, uh, uh, you would say they walk closely with Jesus and they're trying to make every, 
uh, decision with those kind of things in mind. Others would say, yeah, we go to church every now and then. We've gotten really busy. I, I, I did it when I was a kid. But there's an essence of we like to talk about somebody finding their calling, not just their purpose. Sure. And if there's a calling, then there has to be a caller. Yes. And our job is to help you get closer to that caller so you can be clearer about what you were created to go do. Sure. And But that journey is yours. It's a very personal journey. We just want to help guide it and move you for what fits you, where you are in your life, and what you feel like you're created to do. And one of the reasons Tom is such an effective coach is because he's had a tremendous life experience. <laughs> and we're going to do a little bit of this is your life. So uh, we're going to put up this picture, and I want you to talk about your marine days. Yeah, so uh, one of my favorite pictures back in the back in the day. My uh, father was a general in the Air Force, was a career Air Force officer. Uh, when when I uh, went to college, uh, one thing led to another. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was a history major. I uh, thought maybe I'd be a teacher. And a friend of mine had gone into the Marine Corps, and I didn't know it was an option. And when I realized it was, I thought that's the career for me. So I I, I went in. I did twelve years. Wow. Uh, I thought it would be a career. Uh, I got some great posts. I got to work at the Marine Barracks in Washington, D.C. We do all the security at Camp David, all the ceremonies at the White House. And then I commanded one of the first special operations capable units uh, as the Marine Corps was kind of moving into a, what has now become MARSOC, which is their special ops group. So I did some great things, but got passed over for promotion to major. Uh, could have probably stayed and tried to get it. It was one of those, there was a growing thing in me of, wow, oh, is, this, is this an inflection point where I'm supposed to go try something new? Right. And so kind of boldly stepped out in faith. Uh, came to work for a corporation here in, in Texas. Uh, that led to then becoming, within really a few, miraculously few years, because I'm not that good or that smart, became a partner with Ernst & Young Consulting here. Uh, then left, the, and when I was at Ernst & Young, I felt this, found this idea of collaborative work, and I felt called to do that. And because I was called to do it, I felt led to start my own company, focus on doing that work for Fortune 100 companies, and also want to do it for ministries around the world. And that's how I met Bob Buford wow. some 20 years ago. So it's a path that's led me now to this position that I never could have even imagined I'd do this. And at uh, 67, I feel more alive than I ever have. Mm -hmm. I'm more excited about the next 10 years than the last 10. And it's just an amazing place to be. Well, and I've, I find that um, people are reaching this halftime moment earlier now. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, and I'm, I'm 60, uh, the mantra was, life is not a bowl of uh, chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay your dues, and, and uh, you know, eventually you get the gold watch after 40 years at uh, Ford Motor Company yep, or, or yep, something that's like right, that. That's right. And these days you have 22-year-olds saying, is this all there is? Yes, yes. So do you find that your, your coaching services are being um, uh, applied to people younger in their lives? But, we uh, much more uh, absolutely. We we have had a lot of traditional programs like our fellows program that's a year long, uh, pretty expensive program, and it's for the person that's like been the CEO. Maybe they had a liquidity event. They're really looking for the next big thing, and they can afford to invest a year to figure really out who they are and what they want to do. We've created some newer programs for those that are still in the market, right? Who can begin to think, um, wow, I'd really like to know who I am in my forties you know, and, and, and direct my path. There, there comes a time in your life, in, in your early stages, uh, you, you are just glad to have a job. I mean, you're, you're trying to, uh, your head's down, you probably have young kids, you're working pretty hard. But if you get to a level of um, sustainability or success where you can get your head up, 
then you can start to say, what are my options? And will my options lead me where I really want to go? And, yes. and that's where we think we can start to intersect people more. Yes. So, so we want to we want to be able to work with folks that are men and women who are younger, to get them on the right trajectory. But then we're all living longer too. So you have a lot a lot of uh, people. Maybe they've had a second career or a third career, you know. And if they they want to do more than just play golf or play pickleball, right? You know, it's like what what's going to make you feel fulfilled? What's going to give you a life that like I, I get to every day, wake up and go, God, this is the best thing I've ever done. Wow. That's what we want to help people do. And Tom is an amazing speaker. We found a, a nice little clip. Let's go ahead and roll that now. Ever gone to a team building exercise like a ropes course or, you know, something like that where you go and you have this amazing sort of bonding time doing something. And then you come back into the work and it's like, why do we behave like that out there? And why are we not behaving like that in here? It's because that's, it's, it's artificial, right? It's not learning how to behave like that in the work that you're doing. And so, I, I, again, when we start to talk about things like collaboration, it's going to be real easy to start to think about, oh, here's a process or here's a system or here's a methodology or here's something. And we don't want to forget that what it's all about is engaging people, individuals, one-on-one, -on -one, as teams to get the most out of them. So that's, that's why we start here, Okay. So the next thing then, if we're going to move into this area of kind of collaboration, let's see, the, the question is, what is collaboration? And, there are, and, and this is a word, and, and I'll tell you, we've, we've been round and round. For, for example, uh, I've got a couple of uh, my team uh, members and trainers from Germany are here with me. And, and, you know, the word collaboration doesn't translate real well in Germany. Uh, I was just in Poland uh, doing this uh, same uh, kind of workshop. And again, the word collaboration actually doesn't have a positive context to it, you know, and, and some, so it doesn't even doesn't translate well, but even places like the U.S. where it does translate, when you say, oh, yeah, we collaborate, people have a very different idea of what you mean by that. Wow. And, and collaboration is uh, every bit as important today as it was when you gave that speech a few years ago. Well, when, when I had the uh, privilege of starting my own company, I was focused on really collaborative work. We would get large groups in a room, and the value proposition was you do months of work in days yes. and, and understand all the viewpoints. And yeah, it, it was, a, it was j just an amazing life work. I was able to develop my own process for that and, and influence a lot of people. Hopefully, that I've trained, they're using that around the world. And a few years ago, though, for the idea of collaboration and working with organizations, I just really felt more and more I wanted to work with individuals. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as things would, as God would have it, I was able to then this opportunity with Halftime opened up. I'd known Halftime and Bob Buford for 20 years. I actually designed the first Halftime programs 20 years ago for him. Wow. And it always kind of stayed in the orbit and, and started working with them on a new global strategy. One thing led to another. And uh, it's kind of an interesting point. Uh, Jim Stolberg was on the board and we were working on this strategy together and the CEO came to us and said, I think you should run halftime. And we looked at each other and said, I will if you will. So we're actually co-CEOs and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stories of co-CEO-ness that never worked out. I would say it's the best thing I've ever done. It's just been tremendous. So, What's your favorite story of a client you've helped or, or just maybe describe your perfect client? Yeah, it, you know, they come at us from uh, all sorts of different places, right? The, the, the thing that is, uh, what makes us different from a lot of groups is one we have the, from the, the coaching perspective is the peers you were with, the faith element in it. And, and then the idea of just um, 
how do you get clear on who you are? So uh, if we work with a, a former military officer, right, they are super talented, a lot of capability. They've been told all their life, go make this happen, and they go do it. But never have they been able to stop and say, instead of somebody telling me what to go do, what if I ask myself, who am I? And what was I created to go do? It becomes a different question. They hadn't thought through that. So a lot of times our clients come to us because they're wanting to think through these things. A lot of them are looking for the next thing to do. And as they get into a program, they quickly realize it's not about doing the next thing. It's about who do they want to become. Yes. And there's a whole transformational aspect. It's right. Okay. Now I could go do this job, but am I going to, am I going to have better relationships with my spouse or my family if I do that? Am I going to feel more fulfilled or am I just jump trading treadmills? Right. Uh, so a couple of stories. Um, uh, one, one is a, a, a two, two guys. So, so the other thing, just to put it in context, the other thing, we do all these things in cohort because being mm-hmm. community is important. So we had, we had two individuals. One was a very successful home builder, and uh, he started a thing called the Build Strong Academy and how to teach people how to build houses so they can get a, a living wage job. And the other one was a former franchiser. Very different things. We brought them together, and now they want to create a million living wage jobs across the U.S. in the next five years. Wow. So they both got clear on who they were. I'm a home builder. I'm a franchiser. They, they both got free from the business enough that they could get their head up to say, what might we do with this? And then they were able to connect with each other to get going and leverage one another's skills to go achieve more. And, and that's what we just try to do over and over again. Love it. And I, I know your faith is very important to you. Your family is also important yeah. to you. We've got a picture of, of your family, and this looks like a uh, like a Norman Rockwell picture. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at those smiling faces. Tell us about your family. Man, we're uh, really blessed. We have uh, uh, three kids that live in the Dallas area and our 10 grandkids. That was at the beach this summer. Uh, and we, we actually had four children. Our oldest son uh, was killed in a motorcycle accident about uh, 15 years ago. I'm sorry. And, you know, there's that's one thing you talk about faith. When, when something like that happens, uh, Bob Buford, who was the founder of Halftime, he lost his actually only son in, in a tragic accident uh, when his son was in college. And Bob made a statement of something like, for the first time in his life, he'd faced something that he couldn't buy his way out of, work his way out of, even pray his way out of. He, he just had to trust that, that there was a reason behind that, that there's a, you know, that, that it's in the hands of a God that he'll never understand, but he's just got to fall back on that. And we found the fa- same thing as a family. When that, when that happened, it really questions, do you believe what you say you believe? And, and if so, how are you going to live that out? And uh, our son Tripp, who passed away, he had struggled with drinking and drugs for a number of years. It's, it's good to know, it's peaceful to know he doesn't struggle with that anymore. Uh, we know we're going to see him again. And, and the, the hurt, if, you, if you're in a family that had, deals with somebody with addictions, you know how painful that is and can be hard on a family. That was hard on our family. His death in some ways almost brought us together, fortunately. And so we've been really close ever since. We're, we're blessed that all our kids and grandkids all live here in the Dallas area. Sure. So it's just it's a great time. Well, I think, um, Tom, that's one of the reasons you're such an effective coach because you've had such a, an, an amazing life and you've experienced so many different things that uh, everything from the military to the loss of a son, just life experience allows you to relate to the person you're coaching. Yeah, it really does. And and because we get it, it, it's interesting when you're in the middle of learning a career or going through a life experience, you, you don't necessarily see 
what the totality of that could provide, right? So, so you just see it in the moment, but you're right. Looking back on all the things I've done, uh, when I took the, the job at halftime, I asked my wife, do you think I should take this? And, and she said, I think maybe God's been preparing you for this your whole life. Mm. And, and I get the, you know, the, the blessing to be able to look back and see all these things I've done, all my failures, and how learning from that allows me to relate to some uh, senior executive or somebody who's going through the same failure in their personal life or their business or whatever. So you're right. It absolutely all adds up and helps. Okay. In the little time we have left, if somebody's watching this saying, man, I think I found my coach, what's the next <laughs> process? If, if they reach out through the website, can they get in touch with you? Is there like an introductory Zoom call or what happens? Yeah. So so most of our programs are program-based, but but you can... You, so the, the, one of two places to go. You can go to halftime.org on the website, or or you and and look at our programs and connect to me or any of any of the team there. The other thing we've just launched is a uh, virtual community called Thousandfold. You can join Thousandfold and access all the halftime resources, access communities of passion, connect with other people. So that might be something to check out as well. Outstanding. You've been a great guest. We're going to uh, leave with the website, which is halftime.org. Uh, the great Tom McGee. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.